M Particle, founded in 2013, really helping big brands like Starbucks manage their user, user flows, user records across many different uh, platforms, whether it's mobile, desktop, or, or you know, tablet. They're serving 150 customers right now, doing about three million bucks a month today. That's up 100% year over year. They were doing about call it 1.5 million bucks per month. They're in that range in October 2017. Uh, they're scaling nicely economics-wise, 150% net revenue retention annually. Uh, that comes from really nice upsells and very low churn, less than 5% revenue uh, churn annually on a gross basis. They've raised 75 million bucks to scale this team of 110 people in New York City, other remote locations, 24 month payback period. So spend and call it 400, 500 grand to get a new $20,000 a month customer. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Michael Katz. He's the co-founder and CEO of a company called M Particle. He's responsible for creating and overseeing the execution of the company's vision of becoming the premier multi-screen data solution. He previously served as vice president of optimization and analytics at Yahoo, where he came via the acquisition of Interclick, the company he also founded. Michael, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do this, man. All right, data. Everyone either loves data right now or hates data right now, and you're in the thick of it. So what's MParticle doing, and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Yeah, so we're a customer data platform, uh, which quite simply means we help some of the largest and most innovative brands in the world um, capture their data, unify it, and then make it easily integratable into the different systems that they use to ultimately run and grow their businesses. Um, we charge on a, on, a, on a license model. It's based on the number of user records. And we work with some of the largest brands in the world from Starbucks and Walmart, McDonald's to Airbnb, Spotify, Venmo, you name it. If, uh, if you've used the product, um, they're probably a customer of Unparticles. That's great. And, and can you, um, let, me, let me just ask, which customer are you most able to talk about? Is there, is there one where you can kind of get, even get more detail to me and help me understand if I go into Starbucks and I check out and I order a grande mocha today, how does that data eventually hit M particle? Yeah. So, um, for example, someone like Starbucks, uh, you go and you order ahead and you go to the store and you pick up your, um, your order. So, uh, as you're, as you're doing that, there is data that's created really along every step of the journey, right? From the time you pick up your phone and open the app to then how you navigate through the app to the selection process, ultimately all the way through the, through the payment, um, and, and order confirmation. So that creates a, a really rich artifact of, of data that Starbucks needs to understand um, how to optimize those user flows, those click streams. They want to apply that data to drive better personalization, better marketing strategies, whatever it may be. And ultimately, that data ends up going to anywhere between like 10 and 20 different systems. So their data warehouse, their analytics vendor, maybe their attribution solution their marketing automation platform, potentially some of the big um, paid advertising partners that they work with, maybe Facebook or, or Google, so on and so forth. So rather than integrating all of these point solutions one by one, destabilizing the user experience, um, incurring high maintenance costs, um, you know, we, we really streamline the process. So we allow them to capture data once and then multiplex or federate that data out to as many different vendors as, uh, as possible. And you said you're charging, you said per data record or per user record. So I would be that what you, the use case you just described, would that be one user me or would that be 10 data points that you're charging based off? It would be one user you. So if I we see. see if, 
if we see you across web and app, and in some cases, like if there's an in-store kiosk and we can track that back to your user profile, that's just one user. So the idea is, you know, ultimately we're helping our customers drive cross-channel, multi-channel personalization and optimization. And so we need to really, we needed to kind of carefully align how we were thinking about our pricing model to be able to make sure that that was aligned with our, uh, our, our biz, our customers and how they think about their business. Yeah. So obviously don't tell me a specific customer here, but give me an average here. So like on average, what's a customer paying you per month? I assume these are fairly large deals. Yeah, there's, they're, they're enterprise contracts. So we have customers that pay <clears throat> six figures. We have uh, customers who pay uh, seven figures uh, annually. But look, we also have customers who uh, who we consider growth customers who will take on in the call it five figure range with yep. uh, a kind of clear shot at growing over uh, over a number of years. And you're talking kind of minimum of five you know five figures per month or on an ACV basis. On an ACV basis, so yeah, that's okay. so that's annually. Okay. All right. So again, I'm just trying to get in the head here of how you're thinking. So some of these customers you're onboarding, they might start off as thousand dollar a month kind of accounts, but as long as you see a path to 10 grand a month, that becomes interesting. Correct. Yeah. Or even potentially more. I mean, we've worked with some of the highest growth startups, um, over the past five years and yeah, they started at a a thousand or a couple thousand dollars a month and they've, and they've grown kind of well beyond 10 grand a month. So it's yeah. been exciting to see us power the personalization and, and the marketing outcomes and being that serving as that backbone as these as these companies and, and brands establish themselves uh, not only as like category leaders but also market leaders. Yep. And if you uh, again, I know this is averages are a dangerous question, but if I did force you into an average across your base, I mean, would you say you know you optimizing around kind of a 10 grand a month kind of contract is pretty, is pretty average customer for you or is it higher or lower? Would you say? Yeah, I, I'd give you, I'd give you a range. I'd, I'd say it's, uh, it, it's probably closer to like 20 to 25 a month. Okay. And, and paint that picture more for me. They're typically managing on that spend how about how many contacts? It, it really varies. Um, you know, it can be, uh, a few million, Okay. Uh, monthly user records. It could be, I mean, we have customers that have hundreds of millions of, of user records per month, right? I mean, we work with some of the largest uh, brands in the world, guys like Spotify and, and, and Activision King and again, Airbnb, right? Like these guys have really, really large user bases. So it goes well beyond, you know, seven figure uh, monthly traffic. Totally. You def you definitely have kind of power laws happening, I'm <laughs> sure, in your base in terms of top twenty customers, you know, top twenty customers making more than eighty percent of revenue potentially. Potentially. Yeah, and I get it. Very good. Put this on a timeline for us. When did you launch? So as you mentioned at the at the top, uh, I started a advertising technology company called Interclick. We took that public in two thousand nine. Subsequently, selling it to Yahoo in 2011, I stayed at Yahoo for roughly about a year, and then left to start Mparticle. So it was you know early 2013 when we got the team back together. So it was myself, my brother, who's my co-founder and CTO, and was also my co-founder and CTO at our last company. How cool! Yeah, it's great. It's great getting to work with him. Um, 
And then a guy named Dave Myers, who is our chief operating officer, who keeps us, uh, keeps us out of trouble and keeps the buses running on time. And then we hired our 10 best engineers. So you mean out started, of Yahoo? Yeah. Yeah. Originally from, from interclick. And then they were, um, doing a, uh, doing a bid at Yahoo for, for a little bit. God, um, Yahoo must love you. Uh, Yahoo doesn't exist anymore. So, um, <laughs> hey, that's a, that's probably a good answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Michael, how many folks are yet today? Full-time employees? Uh, we have about 110. We should be at about 125 by the end of, uh, by the end of 2018. And everyone's remote or is there a HQ? Uh, HQ is here in beautiful New York city. Uh, but we have offices around the world. We have an office in San Francisco. We have an office in Seattle. Uh, we have an engineering office in South Florida. We also have an office in London. And uh, 2019 will be the year that we expand into both uh, APAC as well as Latin. That's great. And over so 110 folks founded 2013 New York City in remote locations. Over the past four or five years, how many customers have you scaled to today? Yeah, we're at about 150 customers. Okay. So yeah, we're not we're not going after everybody we're we're kind of squarely focused on enterprise class um consumer brands right yeah. so the, the 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 very biggest and the best yeah and michael when i i mean look when i take the 150 times that kind of 20 grand per month ish that you gave me earlier that puts you somewhere around call it 3 million a month today is that kind of generally accurate in terms of size yeah for for the most part okay and can you give me a sense of growth so a year ago today what were you doing per month um, I think we'll close this year right around 100% growth year over year, which is which is up from 95-ish percent growth uh, from last year to the to the prior year. Okay. Well, look, it's uh, what's today? I lose track of time. It's November 8th today, so you've got about a, a, a month left in the year. And if you're around, call it three today. Let's see, you get up to three five. And you said you said you you doubled, or you grew 150% year over year, or 100% year over year. Uh, yeah, it's closer to a hundred percent. Hundred. Okay, so maybe something like one point five million a month about a year ago. Um, yeah, yeah, roughly. in that range. Yeah, that's good. And where's most? If you don't mind me asking, where's most of that growth coming from? Is it coming from expansion? You know, just more users on the same logos, or is it really new logo ads? Yeah. So our net retention is right around one hundred fifty percent. So it's we have world class net retention. That is um, definitely world class. Yeah, our, our our revenue composition is made up of both new new logo sales as well as upsells from existing customers, and so the uh, the, the the mix for this year is right around like sixty forty new logos to um, uh, upsells and renewals, and then you know next year I think that we're, we're going to expect to be more like seventy thirty maybe seventy five twenty five. Yep. Just to be clear, sixty uh, percent of the new revenue is coming from upsells and forty percent new logos, or the other way. Yeah, the other way around. The other way. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. healthy. Look, I mean, I I you know I've interviewed about three thousand B two B SaaS CEOs, and you know I can count on one hand as many how many times someone has said their net revenue retention is one hundred fifty percent or greater. Uh, yeah. And you know the pattern I found is typically they've done in a, a ton of price testing. And they've hit a sweet spot where they clearly understand what to upsell against. And it's working really, really well. And it sounds like yours is just, it's user records. Yeah. So upsells for, for us map back to really three different activities. So there's organic, uh, organic growth. I would characterize almost like 
same store sales for, for any customer. So if they are building a successful brand and they're attracting more users and they're just kind of naturally growing, then we'll grow with them. The other way that it's, uh, it, it, it has manifested is as, uh, as we maybe start with one property, certain brands may add other properties. So maybe we start in the mobile app and then they add the desktop web and, and mobile web, or maybe we start with uh, web and app and they start to bring in offline data. So they're bringing in more data sources. And then right. the, and then the last thing is as we think about what we do, effectively we are serving as a, uh, as a real time customer centric data pipeline. And so then that data gets easily syndicated out to lots of different vendors and we built various applications on top of that customer data pipeline. So segmentation, enrichment, transformation, there's some M- ML and AI stuff that's, that's coming down the pike and it, and it, uh, it gets deployed as platform features, but the way that we think about it and talk about it internally are really these applications that we put on top of the, uh, on top of the data pipeline. And so those new features and functionality have served as great upsell opportunities. Yeah, that's really smart. Peel back that onion for me. So on the 150% net, what's, give me the, the bad number here. What's gross revenue churn per month before you add, or sorry, per year before you add back upsells? Yeah. So like uh, logo churn would be um, in any given quarter, somewhere between like 95 and 97% retention. Okay. And what so about pretty, the, on, a revenue, on a revenue basis annually, what's gross churn? Uh, I actually don't have that number, but it's it's going to be even higher than that. The, the the customers who we have seen churn are our smaller customers. Um, we separate our revenue into two different categories. You have enterprise revenue and then call it growth accounts or mid-market accounts. Sure. Um, and we see, as you can imagine, much higher churn in those accounts relative to, to what we see in the enterprise. We don't, we actually don't see any churn in the enterprise. So it's, it, it's higher churn, but much, much, much smaller dollars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so definitely accurate to say less than 5% revenue churn in the enterprise cohort annually. I think just doing the back of the envelope math, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. All I'm trying to do is figure out, do you have a big gap you have to make up with expansion before you get above hundred percent retention? It sounds like you've done two great things, great upsells, and you also really don't have a huge gap to make up each year either. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think also when you look at the nature of, of, of what we do and, and the product that we provide, we become mission critical infrastructure, right? We are the um, we are the, the, the data platform of, of record and we go through an extensive identity and data planning and strategy session to allow our customers to to formulate that data strategy and get their um, get their house in order, if you will. And then ultimately, when we start sending data and orchestrating these data flows across 5, 10, 15 different partners, we start to serve as like the main artery, right? Yeah. And so to, to rip us out is really, really difficult and, and something that really nobody even wants to do. And, 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 and what that means, though, is that there's a lot more scrutiny placed on the buying decision on the front end. So we tend to see longer sales cycles but then we have pretty good insulation once, uh, once we've yeah. been adopted. Michael, uh, we're out of time here, but quick answers if you can. Uh, sales cycles, how long right now? 
So two distinct cohorts in our uh, in, in our sales cycle, you have uh, customers who have reached that fever pitch, hair on fire moment where they know they know that they need to get their their house in order, and they've they've kind of reached the realization that they don't like they can't outrun these things, and so those sales cycles can be one to three months, and then you know more of the classical enterprise sales motion where you have to get uh, cross-functional support and you go through a procurement and legal process and there's usually multiple revs of that and they're never really fun. That could usually take anywhere from like six to nine months. Okay, so when you factor a fully weighted CAC to get a new $20,000 a month account, um, are you spending up to 12 months of ACV on that or, or sorry, of monthly ARPU or what? Um, our, so a couple of things here. Our, our payback periods are, you know, we're, we're aiming for you know, about a year and a half. Okay. Um, you know, we're, we're probably closer to about two-ish years right now. Okay. Um, so we, need, we know that we need to get things down from 24 to, to 18 months. But so just to be clear, 24, if you're getting, if you're spending, you know, if the, if the customer is going to be worth 20 grand a month, you're willing to spend about 400, 500 grand to get that customer right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, drive that down over time. Fun- yeah, exactly. Funding, Michael, you guys bootstrapped or raised? Uh, we've, we've raised a, a, a decent amount of money. So we're 75 million in our seed was led by Bowery capital with participation from Google ventures and Greylock and a whole host of other folks, social capital letter a Bain capital letter B harmony partners led our C and we're thinking about our next fundraise at some point in the not too distant future. All, all equity or any debt in there? All yeah, all those guys I mentioned are, uh, are are equity investors. Sorry, sorry. Of the seventy-five, that's all equity. Correct. Yeah, good stuff. All right, Michael. Let's wrap up uh, with the famous five here. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Hmm, that's a uh, competing against luck. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? No. Number three, what's your favorite besides your own? What's your favorite online tool for building the business? LinkedIn. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? About six. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Married, kids, dogs, living the dream. (laughs) All right. And how old are you? Uh, 40. Take us home here. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? That it's it's all going to work out. Um, You know, you, you put in the work. Don't get uh, too high or too low when things are going well or, or not so well, and you just put one foot in front of the next, and 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 you don't stress. Guys, it'll all work out. M Particle, founded in 2013, really helping big brands like Starbucks manage their user user flows, user records across many different uh, platforms, whether it's mobile, desktop, or, or you know tablet. They're serving 150 customers right now, doing about three million bucks a month today. That's up 100% year over year. They were doing about call it 1.5 million bucks per month, or in that range in October 2017. Uh, they're scaling nicely economics wise, 150% net revenue retention annually. Uh, that comes from really nice upsells and very low churn, less than 5% revenue uh, churn annually on a gross basis. They've raised 75 million bucks to scale this team of 110 people in New York City, other remote locations, 24-month payback period. So spend and call it 400, 500 grand to get a new $20,000 a month customer. Michael, thank you for taking us to the top. Great time, man. Really enjoyed it.